0: Good morning, Connect Church. Woo! How are you? Please take a seat. It's such a great honor to be here with you this morning. As um, Pastor Adam mentioned, I met both Anita and Adam, I think it was about five years ago when there were meadows here and an expressway was being built and it's such an honor to be at Connect Church to be with you. I think I've spoken to a number of the women already. Hands up if you've heard me speak before fabulous. Do you know, I was 21 years old. I had been in church all of my life. I'd heard many, many sermons. I'd read the Bible from cover to cover in the King James Version, if you don't mind. I memorized huge chunks of scripture, but I had never heard God's voice speaking to me personally. So I knew God in the same way that you might know the Queen of England through the pages... (laughs) of a magazine. I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know what God sounded like. And then I met a friend and she talked about God as if he was her next door neighbor. God said this, God said that. I'm like, why is God always talking to you and not to me? And then my question was, well, if God can speak to me, what does he sound like? Does he speak in a big, booming voice? Or a soft, mystical whisper? Does he speak with a Kiwi accent? Or does he speak Australian? And then if I did hear him speaking, how would I know it was him? Isn't that the question? Because I've heard lots of stories about God speaking to people, but they're not always good. A few years ago, the leader of the Boko Haram terrorist organization in Nigeria said after he had kidnapped 250 teenage girls that God told him to do it. In the 90s, an ex-pastor thought he'd heard God tell him to shoot dead an abortion doctor. But then there's less serious stories that you hear God told me where to park my car. God told me what socks to wear. know if it's God it was the question I'd asked myself and I began to really seek God and I began to teach him ask him to teach me what he sounded like and as time went on he did speak to me and years later he said I want you to pass on all that you've learned to others and so the ministry my ministry God conversations was born I want to speak to you this morning about how we can know if it's God And we're going to look at a story in the Bible where we get a little bit of a sneak uh, behind-the-scenes look. The thing with the Bible is that you'll often read stories like, and the Lord spoke to Moses, and the Lord spoke to Joshua, the Lord spoke to Abram, and he said to do this, this, and this. And then the next day, they did it. (laughs) Oh, it sounds so easy, doesn't it? But it, it doesn't feel that easy for us. And this story is one of the few stories where you get to see actually There are some questions around this. There are some fears associated with it. So we're going to have a look at that. But before I do, can I just mention that I have a whole raft of resources available um, outside. If you would like to hear more about specifically how to hear God's voice, I have a team back in Sydney, Australia, who helps me to, to really teach people all over the world through the website God Conversations, but there's also some DVDs and CDs and all sorts of things. I'm going to give a couple away this morning. Is that okay? Because I know that this is a generous church. This one here is called, Does God Speak in Dreams? Ah, who knew? When God first started speaking to me in dreams, I thought, how odd. And then I spoke to my friends and they said, yeah, that's odd. (laughs) I spoke to my pastor and he said, yeah, it's a bit odd. And then I read my Bible <laughs> I realized, oh, it's okay, they're odd too. <laughs> he does speak, it. it's my favorite way, but you cannot practice this morning in church, okay? It's not allowed. Who has never had a God dream? Never had a God dream, would like to have one? Come and grab this one. This one's for you. This one's called, When God is Silent. What do I do when I'm asking God to speak to me about a decision that I'm making and I'm not hearing anything? What do I do then? Anyone in that situation right now? That lady here, come run up and grab it. Fabulous awesome let me pray father i thank you that you are a god who's close god you're a god who moves mountains but you're also a god who comes alongside us and speaks to us about the concerns of our heart you're a god who never left us alone but you sent us your spirit so holy spirit we invite you this morning speak to us Show us the things that we need to hear right now, things on your heart, the wisdom of heaven, God. Send forth your word. Touch our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It was 19... 99. My pastor offered me with a offered me a new opportunity. She said, "There's a church in the area that has died. It's gone through a really, really difficult situation. And what I want you to do is to go in for three months, check out the situation, and come back with a recommendation whether we should close the church down or whether we should restart it again as a new church." She said, "But I want to let you know it's a really bad situation. It was born out of conflict." It has no money, it's, it's in debt, it's just a really nasty situation, there's not many people left in it. It's in a really dangerous area of the city. But off you go. Oh, I had a pastor who was a great visionary. Well, after three months I discovered that what she said was true. In fact, the situation was a lot worse than I had anticipated and I went back at the end of that three months and I said to my pastor I've got the recommendation for you and she said what is it and I said well what I think we should do is that we should restart it as a new church and I should lead it (laughs) why would I say something so crazy this was an impossible situation well the reason why I did is because God spoke to me and told me to do it. There's another story, another situation in the Bible, actually. An impossible situation. A lot more serious than this one. And God spoke to this man. But the question was, how do we know that it's God? How do we know that it's him? This man lived About a thousand years before Christ, he lived at a time of crisis in ancient Israel. In fact, there had been a fierce enemy oppressing the nation for seven years. They had invaded the town, they invaded the fields, they'd killed off all the livestock, they'd driven the people into the caves. And then God spoke. He chose an unlikely person to speak to. This man was the least in his tribe, the youngest in his family. He was certainly not qualified for the job. And God spoke to Gideon. And he said, Gideon, I'm calling you to lead this nation out of oppression. I'm calling you to lead this nation to victory. It was a certain defeat. (laughs) The question is, How did Gideon know that it was God? It's the same question that we face, isn't it, when God speaks to us. God often speaks to us things that are uncertain and unknown, and we face the question, well, God, if I step out and follow you, something could go wrong. How do I know if it's you speaking in the first place? And what we're going to do is we're going to look at this story of Gideon. We're going to look at his life, and we're going to ask three questions, the same three questions that we always ask ourselves. The first one is, well, what does God sound like? does he sound like the second one is well how do I know if it's God and then what do I do with it when it comes I can imagine Gideon facing the prospect of this fierce army he calls out for the troops 32,000 troops respond oh that's okay that's not bad he goes to his tent he pulls out the drawing board. He starts calculating his numbers on his spreadsheet. He looks at the situation. And he says, well, maybe we can do it. Maybe if we're just really clever about how we position the army, maybe with this weapons that we have, maybe we could do it. And God is watching. He's looking over Gideon's shoulder and he sees maybe he can't do it. But... I want to get involved too. So he speaks again. Gideon, I want to get involved. Can you cut it down to 10,000 troops? What? 10,000? What? Why? That's ridiculous. Goes back to the drawing board. Goes back to his tent. Maybe if we use a different strategy... Maybe if we use the element of surprise, the lay of the land, maybe with a bit of luck, maybe we can do it. But God is watching; He's looking over Gideon's shoulder, and He sees that maybe He could do it. So He speaks again. He says, "Gideon, I want you to cut it down to three hundred troops." <laughs> what? god three we're going to be slaughtered how did gideon know it was god first of all what does god sound like well how did god speak to gideon does anybody know stories told in judges chapter 6 and 7 and god speaks through an angel wouldn't that be great has anyone had an angelic appearance one or two God does speak sometimes through angels. And in fact, sometimes he did in the Old Testament. But most of the time, in the Old Testament times, he spoke through prophets using visions and dreams. And they would pass the message on. And then as time went on, God spoke in another way. When Jesus came, the ultimate God conversation. He spoke how? Through the life and words of his son. The Bible says that in the past, God spoke in various ways, but his ultimate message came through Jesus, the living word in the flesh. That means that everything Jesus said and everything Jesus did was the word of God to us. Wouldn't it be great to be Jesus' disciples? You could ask him your questions and you could hear him answer. You could sit over the table having bread and olives and talk about the things of the kingdom and you could hear his voice. And then you could walk through the streets of Jerusalem and you could talk to him about things to come. You could listen to him teaching on the steps of the temple. It would have been easy for them to hear his voice. But then Jesus said, guess what, guys? I'm leaving. What? You You can't leave? We've got so much more to talk about. We have to go into all the world and preach the gospel. How do we do that? How are we going to know what to do, Jesus? And then what does Jesus say? It would be better if I leave. Why? Because my spirit is going to speak to you. It's going to tell you the the things that have already been spoken. It's going to remind you of the truths that I've established, the truths of the gospel and the truths of salvation and how to know God. It's going to remind you of those things. But it's going to tell you things to come, the questions that you're going to have the issues and the concerns about your life and guess what it's going to be better you know why because my spirit is going to go beyond the dining tables of judea my spirit's going to go beyond the streets of jerusalem beyond the steps of the temple because my spirit is going to go into all judea and all samaria even to the ends of the earth even to para 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 Para, para. is that right how does God speak? What does he sound like? He sounds like the voice of Jesus. It's a spiritual voice that speaks to us wherever we go. He speaks to us in words. He speaks to us in he speaks to us by his Holy Spirit, the Spirit that was given to every single one of us, young and old, sons and daughters, male and female. We could all have visions and dreams like the prophets did in the Old Testament. We could all prophesy, we could all pass those messages on, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says, How did God speak? What did he sound like when he spoke to me about my church? Well, it happened a year before my pastor talked to me about it. I was sitting in a prayer meeting. There was about 20 of us there. We were praying for our church when three words entered my mind. I thought they might have been God because I had no idea what they meant. (laughs) The three words were, till the soil, till the soil. What does that mean? I think it has something to do with farming. (laughs) Do I look like a farmer? (laughs) Well, I started flicking through my Bible to see if there was any hints in there. Like, uh, what does it mean to till the soil? And and, and what soil should I be tilling? After a while, I, I couldn't work it out. So I figured it must have been my own imagination just making it up. The prayer meeting continued and afterwards we had some tea and coffee and one of my friends came over to chat. He said, in the middle of the prayer meeting, Tanya, something strange happened. He said, I had a vision of you. You were standing on the edge of a new field that hadn't been tilled yet. What does that mean? And because Noel knew more about farming than I did, He explained that tilling is what the farmers do to prepare the soil for planting. They take out the rocks and the weeds in the soil. He said it was a new field that hadn't been tilled yet. And after chatting with my pastor about it, we realized that God was preparing me to plant a church. A year later, I had a dream. And in the dream, God said, This is it. This is the day. This is where it all begins. And it was that day that my pastor began to speak to me about this new opportunity. (laughs) What does God sound like? He sounds like the voice of the Holy Spirit who reminds you of the things that have been spoken, the, the truths about who Jesus is and what he did for us. And then he tells us things to come, the things on his heart, the plans that he has for us, the wisdom of heaven to guide us through our lives. But the question is, of course, How do we know that it's God? How do we know when we're facing an unknown situation, when we're facing a dangerous situation, how do we know if it's God speaking? Jesus said, my people recognize my voice and they follow. How do you follow unless you recognize? You need to know the voice of the shepherd. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that God wants to be heard. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to know him. And so what he does is he helps us. He understands our fears and our doubts. In fact, even in Deuteronomy 18, he talks about this. He says, you may say to yourselves, how can we know if a word is spoken by God? How can we know? And Gideon faced the same questions that we all face. He was a man just like us. I want you to see what he does for Gideon. See, the story is told in Judges chapter 7, and if you can imagine what it would have been like for Gideon to be facing this situation, he knows that the army is out there waiting for him. He's looking at his measly 300 troops, weak and helpless and unarmed, compared to the weaponry of the Midianites. And he's thinking, I hope this is God. He's scared. Look at what God verses 9 to 15 tells the story during that night the Lord said to Gideon get up go down against the camp because I'm going to give it into your hands if you are afraid to attack go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they're saying afterwards you'll be encouraged to attack the camp so he and Pura and his servant went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard this, And he had the dream and its interpretation. He bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and he called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite into his hands. Excuse my frog. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into his hands. What an awesome story. Did you see what God did? If you are afraid, what am I going to do? I'm going to help you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to speak a message to somebody else. Somebody else is going to hear the same thing. See, there's safety in numbers. There's confirmation in witnesses. And God gave his spirit not just only to me, but he gave it to you. So what does God do when we're afraid? What does God do when we're not sure? He confirms it through the body, the spirit speaking to more than one. What did he do for Gideon? He gives a member of the enemy, the enemy, he gives him a dream. A dream of a speeding bread roll. (laughs) What is that? It's a bit hard to understand sometimes. We're not living in the ancient world, but in the ancient world, barley was a poor man's bread. And when that poor man's bread came rolling into the camp, they understood that this was a symbol of a weakened Israelite army. That was going to overtake them. And Gideon understood. And what does he do? He gets up and he he knows that it's God. That God encourages us by his spirit, by speaking to others in the body of Christ. You may notice that God's speaking to you about something and you come on Sunday and guess what? Pastor Adam's talking about exactly the same thing you just heard. Have you ever noticed that? Or perhaps someone gives you a prophetic word. Or perhaps someone has a dream... God confirms it by His Spirit. And sometimes God calls us to do things that are hard to do. Situations that are unknown. And we, we're found asking, I'm not sure if it's God. That's how I found it at least. See, as I had my three-month reconnaissance at this church, as time went on, I realized how bad it was. I realized how weak. Our church was there wasn't many people left i realized that we were so much in debt and i realized that this was a, a difficult area drunks would drop in in the middle of my preaching <laughs> i tried hard to believe god i really did but after a while i just felt alone and isolated I was all by myself didn't have a strong team and by week six i was becoming discouraged by week eight i didn't want to go to church anymore which is a problem when you're the pastor by week 10, I decided that God probably hadn't spoken after all. I probably just made it up. Yeah, probably wishful thinking. Probably wasn't God. And then my next thought was, well, how am I going to get out of this? And I realized that my pastor told me it was a very bad situation. So I went back to her. Our initial conversation went something like this. She said, How did you go? What's your report? What's your recommendation? I said, Well, do you know after three months I you know it's pretty bad. Yeah, you know, it's very weak and it's no money, no resources, no team. I think probably the best thing to do, probably the wisest thing to do, like from a leadership perspective, like everybody says. Probably we should close it down we should just help those people find another church I think that's that's my recommendation she looks at me have you prayed about it yes well maybe you should pray a bit more why well because the Lord spoke to me this morning And what did he say? (laughs) (coughs) That you should take on the church and start it over again. How do we know if it's God? The Lord speaks. He tells us things to come. And when those things take us into the realm of the unknown and out of the scope of our common sense, (laughs) what does he do? He speaks through his people confirms it the witness of two and three so that we can know that it's God but that's not enough see what do we do with it when it comes Gideon was encouraged he got up and he worshiped God but then he had to believe it and believing meant acting and acting meant getting those 300 troops together and going out and believing God See, we believe that God can move mountains. We believe that God can do miracles. But guess what? He chooses to do it through us. He speaks to us and then he says, Will you believe what I say? Will you have faith to see as I see? To believe in my word over any circumstances, I'm able to do the impossible. See what happens? Gideon gets up. (laughs) And all he does He blows a trumpet. He smashes a jar. And what happens? The Midianites are thrown into chaos and they flee. He he doesn't need to do a thing. (laughs) He doesn't need to take up his sword. God wasn't into violence anyway. The Midianite camp flees. A miracle. God's supernatural power intervening into our natural earthly situations. And what do we need to do? We need to believe what he says. I took that word from God. I said, God, I know that you have spoken. And I know that your words have power. I know that you send forth your words with authority and just as the rain comes down and waters the earth and plants that seed, that your word will not return empty to me. And I'm going to go in your name. I'm scared. Man, I'm scared. This is a difficult situation. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got a little trumpet in my hand, but that's about it. But I believe that you're the God who moves mountains. You're the God who does what He says. And we built our church. We saw God do miracles amongst us. Together, we saw the house of God grow in a beautiful way in that corner of Melbourne. And my life was changed because I saw the hand of God. It's what God has for each one of us. By His Spirit, He wants to speak to us young and old, male and female. He wants to tell you about your life. He wants to speak about things to come. We need to believe what he says. And sometimes God's spoken. We're waiting. We're saying, God, I'm not sure. <laughs> I need more confirmation. <laughs> but you know what? It's always going to take faith. Yeah, that's it always is. No matter how many confirmations, you're, you're always going to be a bit scared. It's always going to take that choice to believe him. than the circumstances you see and you know why is he's looking over your shoulder and he's saying I want to get involved see I've called you to partner with me Jesus said I've come to call you friends I want to do this life with you I want to get involved I want you to see my hand I want you to hear my voice why don't you stand with This gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. Everyone here in this room. It's not for the smart ones. It's not for the holy ones. It's not for the ones who've been in church forever. It's not for the ones who've known God for years. It's for everyone. This gift, Jesus said, it's for you. I want to speak to you. I want to make it clear. And all you need to do is listen. That's all that's all you need to do. He wants to speak to you. He's saying, do you have ears to hear and a heart that will follow? Father, we thank you that you sent your spirit, that you didn't leave us alone. God, your promise is that you'll always be with us give us courage Father to hear what you're saying and then to follow it to step out into those realms God so that we may see mountains move that we may see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven encourage our hearts even as we are fearful even as we feel like Gideon inadequate and under resourced God encourage us this morning to strengthen our faith, to believe you, every word that you have spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Why don't you just grab your seats for remember when I, the night I gave my life to Christ, I remember hearing the voice of God, I'd come home and um, I I, I was like, wow, I've just had this encounter with God and I remember taking some roll yones and rolling me up a smoke and and, um, stood outside and of course having received the Lord, everything was bright and the sky was just like, ah, I could see all the stars. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I rolled up my ciggy and I put it in my mouth, lit it up. And then I just heard this voice, you just stop smoking. And it was so clear that I stopped smoking that day. And I'm not saying that if you smoke here today. I'm not trying to say anything. But for me, that was the first time I so clearly heard the the voice of God. And he wasn't saying it because you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to sort you out. It was just, it was God's word to me. And I was like, I, I took my, my role, your owns, And I, I'm glad I did because it would have cost me a fortune. I would have probably been able to buy two houses by the time. Now, but I, I, I threw it away. And that was, I, I remember something in my house uh, uh, one time. And I, I brought it back from, from India. And, and and it was such a cool thing. I, I won't say what it was, but it was like a cool sort of, uh, um, I, I don't know, handicraft or, or, or whatever. And I took it I loved this thing. It was awesome. And and, um, and I just felt one day God say, take it, throw it away. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, no. Uh, so I took it. I went straight outside. just great. you got to act quick on those things. Otherwise, you start to. So I just took it. I went and threw it. I still know where it is now. It's down about through too many prickles and gorse and stuff to get to can't go there. But again, it's just hearing the voice of God and being willing to uh, 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 obey it. I remember wanting to go to India uh, uh, when I was thinking about I uh, fasted for a week and, and uh, which is pretty rare as you can tell. Um, <laughs> but I fasted for like a week and I, and, and, and I, I, I was going to fast longer until I felt uh, God say, no, I will look after you and because uh, I, I was really the first time I went to India, I got so sick, and so, and it was just playing on my mind. But this time, as, as God spoke, He, he was like, no, "No, I'm taking care. You won't get sick." I went, spent eleven years in, in India, never got sick. You know, coughs and colds or whatever, but I never, never sick again because of the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord will uh, will carry you through. I I I remember saying, "God, when should I fly? When should I go to India?" and opening my Bible and the, the, you know you're doing one of the flick flick open the Bible things and hopefully it says something you like um, but I remember flicking open the Bible and I said you shall not take your flight in winter so I knew I was going and some of you say that's not in the Bible it is it's talking about the, the flight when Jesus had to go to uh, escape um, when he was born and stuff so he, he was telling me you, you shall not take your flight in winter God can speak to us it was beautiful Tony beautiful beautiful I wonder today if God's speaking to you. Maybe you've come here today. Maybe you're visiting today. Maybe you've not known this God who we're we're speaking about. But maybe he's talking to you. For me, many years ago, some 30 plus years ago, I was in a meeting like this. And and it's a drug addict messed up and stuff. I, I, I heard the call of God. I heard God speak to me and call me it was like he was saying come that same call is ringing out today i I believe it that same call to to your life today is ringing out say would you come to me oh but pastor you don't know my life you don't know what i'm like I, i i i don't i i don't but he does but pastor, you don't know how how bad I uh, am. It's it's, a, it's not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. This is this is the good news of the gospel. If we could do it ourselves, we we would we wouldn't need God. We need Him. Do you sense the call of His voice today? Do you need to get right with God today? I don't want you to leave this place without having a moment and time where you could say, God, I I sense you. Call I need to get right with you. I need to say yes to you today. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this auditorium, I, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer, and that prayer is going to say, God, God, I can sense your voice calling me. I, I, I sense right now that I need to get right with you. I need to get right with you. My life's not right with you. If that's you and you, you, I want to pray a prayer. And if you want to be included in that prayer, you want to get your life right with God today. In a moment, I'm going to count to three and ask you to put your hand up high in the air. And when you do that, all that means is you're saying, Pastor, include me in that prayer. And then we're going to pray all together. If God's speaking to you today and you know it, one. God so loves you my friend if he's calling you today this is your, your chance too this is the day of your salvation Would you would you say yes to him today if that's you and you want to be included in that prayer would you three put your hand up wherever you are in this building now thank you sir, thank you, thank you thank you anyone else you know you need to get right with God here today. Nice and high so I can see it. Thank you, sweetheart. Anyone else, you know it. You know it. Thank you. All right, sit those hands down. Thank you down the back there. Let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. A sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, make me whole. Be my Lord. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. And I might serve you forever. This I ask in Jesus' name. You know, if you prayed that prayer for